Hello and welcome to episode 50. Today we've got a special guest. We've got our 12-year-old daughter Abby to join us today in the podcast and we're going to see if this parenting thing actually works, you know, and have an honest conversation with her about the ways we do it well and the ways we could do it better. So I hope it's helpful for you. Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of The Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. What? Oh my gosh, we have a guest here today. This is crazy. We thought on our 50th podcast, we wanted to do something different. I mean, I know all of you love hearing me and Sarah talk, but we thought we wanted to add a guest into the podcast today. And the reason why we did that is because we have talked a lot about moving away from fear and shame and doing this different kind of parenting approach. And I remember, Sarah, when we first started out doing this, and we thought, okay, this sounds kind of cool. We had read some Dr. Markham, some Dr. Siegel, some Dr. Becky Bailey, and we're like, okay, I like this. You know, we had done some stuff with other people's kids, me at school, you at the, okay, this is cool. We were kind of buying into it. But then as we started doing it mm-hmm. with one of our kids, Abby being our first, mm-hmm. we were kind of like, what if this doesn't work out? <laughs> Right? Weren't you scared of that? I think anytime you try something new, um, you probably were a little more nervous about that. I was very nervous. I had worked with some kids over some time, and I thought, wow, I really like the results of this. But at the moment, any moment where it felt like it didn't wasn't working, then I would question, okay, hold on. Is this going to work? Is this going to be great for her? Yeah. And I think my fear was we had never seen this done before, right? We hadn't seen a grown-up. Exactly. No, we hadn't seen like a product come out to go yeah. like, oh, look, that kid's great. Let's raise <laughs> our kids. Right. I mean, we know there's great things our parents did, but we knew there was things we wanted to do different. Yeah. But we didn't know, especially culturally, as, you know, especially where we're from, we're in Oklahoma. So in Oklahoma, things culturally, um, there was a lot of fear, a lot of punitive you know, punishment being given. Um, love and logic was real popular right with a lot of consequences right. and that kind of stuff perfect time out yes yeah and like we'd that. watch super nanny and all those kind of shows yeah, on tv yeah. and be like oh look at that that's the way so for us the only people we had really heard doing it differently was like dr becky bailey and, and dr markham and those kind of mm-hmm. authors right they're all pretty far away so then it was really really helpful to me and i think you liked it too it was really helpful to you too sarah when dr markham did a thing i can't remember i think it was like a blog she did where she talked with her kids and she mm-hmm. talked about what it was like to be raised in this kind of home and her kids sounded kind of cool you know she had two kids yeah, they're adults they're, yes yeah, they're adults they were grown so she was yes. interviewing or having a conversation yes. with them as adults full grown out of school adults yeah and then there was another book we read too where Dr. Gottman had done a book called Raising Emotionally Intelligent Children mm-hmm. and he followed these kids being raised with a more emotion focused approach as opposed to behavior approach and just there was all these great results there but it was really cool to just hear her own adult kids yeah talk about this well i think too i remember we came up we were looking for studies yes you know, yep. longitudinal mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. means over decades of time and 
not I don't want to hear the results of 10 kids I want that you know and so we were always looking for studies and we found some we were you know Mark Dr. Markham actually pointed us in the direction of some that looked at people who had been raised different ways and yeah. over a long time and those kind of things helped to give us some some certain some little sense more of confidence <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I think certainty still yeah, is not gonna, a thing I was it made it easier to trust the process it right did. I think that's yeah. what it was and we just did a podcast a couple of uh, weeks ago um, um, called like what if it's not working and I think that was kind of our fear was we were constantly like yeah. uh, that's not working Dr. Markham said to do that so I know a lot of you listeners as you're trying to adjust your parenting especially as a couple it's hard sometimes one couple's more in yeah. the other one's less in and so you have all of this like friction that's happening because you're you're trying to like see quick results and you may not be seeing them well and, and you're trying to build a different skill right yeah. so you've been using these techniques and this skill set and you're trying to shift and so in that you're like am i am i getting it right am i how should i be doing this and you're tweaking it and getting better and better at it i think that's well and so an, another big aspect of this parent and the reason why we wanted to invite abby in here just so all our listeners know we've invited abby into the master closet where we <laughs> record all our podcasts and we always have to turn off the a see to do this so it is hot because today it is a hundred degrees today in Oklahoma which is ridiculous because it's September but we invited Abby in here it's creating more body heat so it's pretty hot in here but we wanted her to come in here because an aspect of our parenting Sarah that I really wanted to model is we're not trying to be perfect parents yeah it's not gonna happen that's not the goal. It actually, no. if, if that was my goal, uh, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's sick. There's no way I can do it, right? Yeah. I'm only, none of us are going to be perfect parents. And the goal that goes with that is I don't want to raise perfect kids, right? Right. So, so I, I think the, 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 the mistake is if we just do it the right way, we'll raise kids who always do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's easy to slip into that, you know? But I really want to raise kids who know who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And are able then to really live out of that. And in that process, we're doing it together. Together, right, we're messing up together. We're succeeding together. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I thought I, I thought I'd, we'd take a leap on this. You know, we'd actually thought about. We will do this in subsequent podcasts of having other parents um, who are going to do some interviews with us, talking about what their journey's been like. Yeah. But I thought this fiftieth one, let's just really talk to one of our own kids and hear about how it's been to be raised by us. Okay. Right. Welcome, Abby. Hi. <laughs> how are you feeling right now? Good. It's very warm in here. Isn't it hot? <laughs> it's a small closet, and it's really hot outside, right? Yes, definitely. So I know your mom had a, had a question here. Okay, this is a big question. Just think about it. And just so you know, listeners, we've not given her any of these questions in advance. I really just wanted her authentic responses to these. What do you think our goals in parenting are? Like, like, how do you think your mom and I actually want to be as parents? I think you guys are like, your goal isn't to be perfect or exactly right. Um, but your guys' goal is to be able to, like, help us grow and learn and help us be, like, even better than you guys. But um, we know that, like, you guys know that you guys will never be perfect. And so you, your goal is to be open to learning more and to being able to learn from us even. Yeah. And I feel like that's really something that you guys really do well. What do you like about this parenting approach? Um, I'd say that this parenting approach is really nice because I hear a lot of my friends, they just, they'll just like, 
they'll be like, oh yeah, today my phone got taken from me and blah, 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 and blah. And I don't feel like it really helps them learn. I think it just shows them like, oh, if you do this, your phone goes away. If you do this, they're just like, oh, another day where my phone was taken away or oh, another day where they took my candy and stuff like that. And that's something that I feel like I know that like if I do something wrong, it's not it's not exactly wrong it's just something I chose to do and then you guys want to support me into learning a different way to do that thing I did and you prefer that you mm-hmm. like that it's a lot better I, I did want to ask you I know you're you're 12 almost 13 right so mm-hmm. there is a probably a lot of big feelings going on as you're going into mm-hmm. teenage years um, but we recently took a step. We we got a phone for you. Mm, yeah, that was that was amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, so how I just think a lot of listeners will have teenage kids who are wanting phones or getting phones, and of course we're still on this journey with you, right? So there's still things we're going to learn about how to handle that phone differently. But how do you think we? How do you think that process went? I mean, I know sometimes you were frustrated because it was taking so long. We kept having conversations, but kind of tell me how do you think that the handling the phone has been going? I feel like it's been going really well and one thing I'm really enjoying about what you guys are doing and I feel like it's very helpful to me um, is your kids are like parents aren't always going to be with your kid with their kid they're not always going to be able to monitor everything and so I feel like that's been something that's really nice is knowing that you guys have like you guys know how to get into my phone Mm -hmm. but I set up my own I don't have time limits on apps I don't have any of that stuff because I feel like it makes me feel like I'm trusted and then it makes me want to keep that trust Mm. and if kids don't feel like they're not trusted then it kind of is hard to want to like like they don't feel like oh but we don't want to then I just don't we'll just hide everything but I feel like I can share with you guys because I feel like you guys trust me enough to know that it wasn't just me that was doing that like trusting me that I'm not trying to be against you guys or I'm not trying to do that and so I feel like that's something that I've been that's really nice in the waiting process that was so hard (laughs) um (laughs) noticing I mean I know if a lot of kids around 12 they're seeing all their friends getting phones I mean even at 11 my friends were getting phones um or you're seeing your friends get iPods and stuff like that, or your or their friends or you hear from your friends like, oh, they can get a phone whenever they save up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? Why can't I do that? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, why isn't there a universal rule about this? <laughs> Everyone can get a phone at 13. Yes, right. Everyone yes, gets yes, it. That's right. yes. It's like, so it's like, and sometimes, like, I know you guys really, you guys didn't even tell me when I was going to get a phone. So yeah. I was like, someday, maybe in a million years, right. I might be 100. Well, I and might we, be did, 10. we didn't know. And I, I want to point out one of the things that helped that trust happen, Abby, is you designed uh, like a piece of paper, right? You, you had yeah. a little presentation, right? With a list of things I felt like was helpful and a list of things things I feel like I wanted to watch out for and a list of things I wanted limits or stuff I wanted to set on it and So I, mean, I, I we set those together. Yeah, I thought that was great, though. You came and you, here's all the things I think it could help me with. Here's all the things that I think could be dangerous about it or, or could be problematic. And then you set the limits, you know, like you said, with the conversation. But you showed the limits to us. And you've always been, so far with the phone, open-handed with us about if we needed to tweak some of those or change some of those. It hasn't been us 
telling you what to do or you telling us what to do. It's us co-creating how to handle that phone together. Right? Mm, yeah, and that, that's really something I really um, enjoyed about, that was really nice about that is I presented a presentation that basically said the limits and everything I wanted to sell on my phone. And um, we set those things together, yeah. which was yeah. something that was really nice. Like, I know a lot of parents will be like, okay, get the phone, give it to me. I'm going to set yeah. all your limits. Yeah. I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that was really nice is setting the limits together so we could co-create the limits. Yeah. We could co-create how we wanted it to go. And teaching me how to set my own limits mm, yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, was really nice because it teaches me like oh since you guys aren't always going to be there you guys aren't always going to be there to set time limits on my apps to set off times after I can't and so having like oh I turn it in at night having a schedule for it was nice but it it's like Oh, but as long as you're doing well, you got you can just work with us. Yeah. We're all working together in this. And so if you feel like there's something that you need to work on, if you feel like there's anything that we're open to helping you with that. Yeah. And I feel like that was really nice and not getting like frustrated with me like, oh, you joined another group chat or oh, yeah. you did this. Yeah. Um, nice to be able to like know that you guys were going to be like open to me about it. Um, I think something, too, that was helpful yeah. to you is we talked a lot about the limits we have our, on our phones. You know, we have yeah. limits on what we watch. You know, we monitor how much we're on it. We're mm-hmm. always open to any of you kids telling us you think we've been on it too much or any of that kind of Asking stuff, right? what we're doing on yes, our phones, exactly, how yeah. we're using yeah. our phones, yes. all that. So trying to model that and then, and then trying to invite you into that. What things do you think mom and I do well, mm-hmm. and what are some areas we could grow in? So maybe start with what we do well first. <laughs> I feel like what you guys do really well is you guys are open to really learning from um, other people and us, and you guys don't always, like, I know some parents are like, yeah, I'm right and you're wrong, and I feel like that's something that's really nice is that about this, about even this parenting approach is it's about learning from your kids and learning from your family and learning from other people, and so it's a very, I feel like it's a very open approach. Instead of some approaches, it's like, I'm right, you're wrong, kind of thing. Yeah. And I really love that about you guys and the way that um, the parenting style works. Okay. And what's some things we can do better? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's some... like, let me pull it out That's, right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I do feel, sometimes I feel like this is just like... I mean, I I think that sometimes with the, like, open ability to feel like it's both, that sometimes as a kid, it's kind of hard to not want to be right every mm, time. Yeah. And so it's hard to, like, see you guys open and still be open, too. Mm. But then also it gives us a really good model of how to be open. Um, and I feel like sometimes, like, I feel like... It feels like, like sometimes as a kid, um, you want to be rescued from everything. Mm. Like you feel like your parents' job is to rescue you yeah. from everything, and so it's kind of hard as a kid to know that, like, if your if your parents are counselors or if your parents do this approach, it feels like they know what's best for you, mm. and then it feels like you don't feel like that's best for you, and mm. so sometimes that feels like. But I think what I'm saying is best for me. Mm. When I, when yeah. most of the time I even know you guys are right, but yeah, it's yeah. like, 
I want to be right. I yeah. want to be, I want to have a reason why I should be rescued. Yeah. Yeah. So what I heard you say is you feel like, I mean, I know this was an area that you, I was asking we could grow in, but it, you were saying kind of there, sometimes you would like us <laughs> to be parents who just rescued you mm-hmm. and took away the problem, made the problem disappear. Right. But, but we don't do that. And it's, yeah, and it's easy to blame it on the parenting approach. Mm. It's easy to be like, yeah, and it teaches you to, like, let your kids go through it and just support them instead of rescuing them. And that's something that's, like, really easy to do. It's really easy to blame it on anything. Mm. And so it's hard to, like, realize whenever you're blaming it on things or... It's even harder whenever you, well, it's like nice whenever you know you're right, but then sometimes your parents feel like they're right too. Mm. And then that's something that is kind of difficult because it's like, but I'm right and you're right and you, but as the kid, you want to be right really bad. Yeah. And so it's hard whenever your parents, even since they are the parents, they're going to say that they're right. And so they might say that they're right. And so you just have to go with that. And sometimes that's hard. So what you're saying is sometimes something we could get better at is even we slip into like we think we know the right way and you think you know the right way and we come into conflict with each other, mm-hmm. right? What does that look like when we have conflicts? Do mom and I always handle it well? Or what's, <laughs> what's, what's things, what's things you, that we do that you think are helpful when we're having conflict and what's things you think we do that aren't very helpful? So I feel like it's really helpful whenever like accepting the conflict I feel like is a big thing is like knowing that there's a conflict because some people I know try to deny it like they're trying to be like there's no conflict Mm. like oh yeah I'll just do whatever you want because there can't be a conflict just sweep it under the rug kind of exactly and so but the kid still knows there's a conflict and so it's hard like to because you feel like oh there is a conflict so why are you pretending there isn't one and I feel like that's sometimes really hard but then it's also like sometimes I know I know sometimes you do this where it's like you you mean me Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're looking at me. They can't see you. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um. So whenever, whenever we're, whenever you and I, I mean, I know that we just like literally had an argument before this. Um. But uh, <laughs> um. But like how sometimes I feel like you're like. I kind of like sometimes you want to be your parents, you know, as a kid, mm. and you you see your parents do these things that, or they tell you about these things, and you're like, but if I could only do that, that would work, yeah. you know, like, yeah. or they tell you the ways that they got around what their parents said, or they they fought their parents and they won and stuff, yeah. and then you want to be that as a kid, mm. you want to win, mm. and so whenever your parents do something else, something yeah. other than that, yeah. You're like, why isn't it following the rule book? Oh, I thought yeah, I would yeah. win. I thought yeah. by saying that I'd mm. win. 
Um, or, so, yeah, so yeah, you're saying, so, like, you see a lot of kids get into these power struggles, and there's a winner and a loser. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'd like to be the winner, right? Mm-hmm. But but what you're saying, and not saying mom and I do this all the time, but oh, no. we don't try to get into these power struggles. We don't try to be winners and losers. We try to understand you and understand, right? And you're kind of like, oh, man, I thought I was going to win that. And then they're not really getting into that power struggle with me. Exactly. They're not They're not doing the win-lose thing. Hey. Yeah. Like, and so, and I feel like that's a thing you see at a ton of places where yeah. people Parents are like dragging their kids. They're trying to get them out of the store. Yeah. They want a popsicle, yeah. something like that. And it's like there, there's a win lose thing going on, and that's something that's like the kid wants to win. The mm. kid's gonna win, so yeah, yeah. he's gonna want to win. It's gonna yeah. find a way to win. Yeah. And so if you keep saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna win," yeah. and you're gonna lose, it's win lose, and I'm gonna win. I'm gonna physically win. Yeah. Then it just shows to the kid, oh, that's how we win. Yeah. We win by doing exactly what our parents did. Yeah. By pushing them, by shoving them, by being louder than them. Being yeah. louder than them, mm-hmm. by yelling at them. Yeah. Um, and then they sometimes not even don't do it back to their parents, and parents are like, Oh yeah, we're victorious. We did that great. Yeah. And then your kids are fighting, and mm. then it's like they turn it they're doing each other. the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. They're just like, "Oh, you're too big to do that with." Yeah, I can't. I can't win against you, but I can mm. win against this other. I can win against yeah. my brother. I can yeah. win against my mm. sister. That's good. And yeah. so I feel like that's something that a lot of people notice about me and Brennan and Ellie a lot is that we know how to not win lose, yeah. and I feel like that's something that's really important for kids to know is because if they just go through life thinking, "Oh, it's a win lose," it's win lose all the time they're gonna always want to win no one's like oh yeah goo-hoo, i lost yeah yeah it's yeah. so they just want they're gonna always keep going with that conflict yeah. because they're gonna want to win yeah and it's just gonna go on and on and on yeah with no resolution mm-hmm. yeah i wanted to ask you i know sarah i'm asking a lot of these questions because <laughs> you're asking all the questions i know i am asking all the questions in front of you. i want to give you a moment <laughs> Um, to ask a question. Do you have a question in your mind right now for Abby? <laughs> if you don't, I have another one. <laughs> I just asked the next one. I'm okay, okay, the next one is okay. Okay, in light of that, okay, I was thinking, you have always, like, just just for all the listeners know, Abby was kind of a catalyst for me in particular, uh, more so than you, Sarah, to really grow and change in this uh, parenting approach because Abby was, had, had big emotions and still does have big, big feelings. And as a little kid, I didn't know how to handle that. As a little kid, I know I was told to shut those down. And I wanted her to, I think she's bringing up a lot of this win-lose thing, because as a little kid, it was a lot of win-lose, and I was going to win, and she was going to lose, and I wanted to shut it down. So there was a lot of times we battled, right, when you were little, you know, especially about sleep and about stuff like that. You know, we'd be yelling at each other. holding hands as we crossed the street. That's right. Sometimes there, I get upset at you about that, right? Okay. And so so when, when you have big feelings, let me ask you, what do we do now that helps you with your big feelings? I'd say that something that you're especially it's very different what big feelings look like whenever you're little compared to whenever you're big and lots of times whenever you get big you kind of get from society like okay well it's a right to have big feelings whenever you're like four Mm. but once you're past like four yeah it's Mm. kind of too much like no one wants to handle your big feelings 
And I feel like a lot of kids, after they get that message, they kind of just give up on having big feelings. Mm -hmm. They just kind of are like, okay, I'll do whatever you say. Or they have feelings and they don't say them. They just, they, or they say them to themselves in private. They'll be like yelling at their pillow or something, explaining to their pillow why they're so mad. And that, I feel like, is something that kids in society today get that message a lot because it's it's like oh but your little sister does that still why do you need to do that yeah yeah grow up yeah Yeah, like hide those we don't want to see those well and the problem is a lot of kids want to grow up a lot Mm -hmm. of kids want to be bigger want to be older whenever they're little and so they get from society that the message of growing up means just having no issues yeah you never fight with people you never do anything wrong Mm. you just do everything right you're all and then if you do what everyone else says you're never wrong yeah that's something you learn like you're never wrong according to society and so i feel like that's definitely a hard message from today and so um i feel like that's something that you guys have done great is that Sometimes kids are trying to just, and they they want to share their feelings, but they they know how and they know how Mm. to say it. They just feel like if they say it, you're just gonna you're gonna take their phone away. Mm. You're gonna do whatever. Say they're being disrespectful. They're being rude. Or they're talking back. Exactly. And so like sometimes you feel like as a kid, like I can't share my feelings. Everyone's Mm. gonna judge me for my feelings. Everyone's gonna judge me for having feelings. Yeah. Other than whatever the group has. Yeah. And so I feel like that's something you guys have done really good, especially with the like you guys put us to bed at night. It's really nice because sometimes I feel like kids have this message from society and so you feel like you can't say anything and so whenever your parents like they put you to bed or they have time with you you have time to even say that mm. without society yeah. being there to judge you yeah. yeah and so i feel like that is a really helpful thing that you guys do is just the knowing that you guys will be there to put us to bed if we have something that we need to say we know there's a time we know there's something coming so we don't feel like we need to stuff it we can just hold it there open-handedly and bring it to you guys whenever you guys put us to bed or whenever you guys have that time you plan with us a time we've Mm -hmm. created space maybe it's Mm -hmm. bedtime maybe it's us going out one-on-one to get a smoothie or something but you know we're going to create space for you then to share those with us mm-hmm. right and sometimes kids don't choose to share those things yeah. and that's yeah. also a big thing is if you get mad at your kid for not for not sharing those things yeah. they're not going to want to share them because they're going to be like oh so if she finds out i'm not sharing them then she's just going to get mad at me yeah so they don't feel like it's worth it to share yeah. they don't feel like it's okay to share and so i feel like that's the thing that's very important is not judging mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. and just being open to it instead of being like oh you should have shared that earlier just being glad about now that they shared it now being glad that they were open to you now that's good i love that yeah so just being thankful that Mm -hmm. in that moment they shared it rather than like why didn't you share this earlier right yeah why didn't you do it before yeah you should have shared this me weeks ago yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but just being oh thank you for telling me now i'm glad you feel Mm -hmm. that way now
But we do have one last question, okay? Because we want to get out of this hot room. <laughs> so, uh, one last question. I get to ask the last question. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to speak. Yes. All right. How do you think you want to parent someday yourself? Well, I like you guys. I mean, probably better, but um, <laughs> like you guys. Um, I want to, um, whenever I grow up, I want to be able to, like, be fun and know when to stop the fun, which is, I know something is, like, what you meaning, like, my dad does really well is um, just being able to have fun and knowing, like, you're not going to be freaking out the whole time we're having fun, like, oh, you got to do this, I've got to do this, which is um, sometimes my mom has a hard time doing, um, because you guys both have really long to-do list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, so, um, I feel like that was something that I think is really nice, is knowing how to have fun and knowing when to relax, mm -hmm. um, and not just going and going and going. Yeah. And... I know I have the problem with this, drilling stuff into the ground. Mm. Um, but I like how you guys don't, like, sometimes I tend to go and get mad at Bernard and then I'll be like, go, blah, 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 and I'll go on for like 10 minutes and then mom will be like, hey, let's like, let's talk this together. And I'll be like, let's keep going arguing. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's something that I feel like... Um, I want to do better, and I want to do like you guys, and um, no, I want to homeschool because I feel like that's really nice, because mm -hmm. if I'm able to homeschool, that's that's really helpful, because it expands your relationships with your kids mm, to even school, mm -hmm. and it expands it to the hardest place, because yeah. um, I feel like that's like a really hard thing yeah. in all of life, yeah. doing work. And so, um, I feel like that's really nice to be able to expand it into school and being able to expand it into everyday life. Mm -hmm. So you're not missing like six hours of our life, yeah. eight hours of our life every day. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's really nice. And I want to be like you guys with, um, extracurriculars. Okay. Because I feel like you guys really support our extracurriculars and you guys want to like help make sure they go well. Mm -hmm. You want to support yeah. us in yeah. them and you want to support our decisions. Um, something I want to do better is probably whenever I parent, whenever I parent, I want to be a little like more open to the changing of extracurriculars. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> that's mostly yeah. speaking to you. Um, <laughs> being more open to like the changing of extracurriculars yep. and being willing to support them in any extracurricular they choose yeah. and realizing this is not the rest of their life. Yes. Like they're probably going to do this extracurricular for like two years. So mm -hmm. I mean, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this extracurricular for until I'm 18 and then I'm going to make that a college career and then yeah. I'm going to go past that. I mean, there's like a few movie stars and a few people out there that play sports that have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, you're not like as a kid doing doctoring and yeah. becoming a doctor. Yeah, if yeah. everyone did that, then we wouldn't ever have any doctors. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's something that is... I really, I really think um, I want to do better, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think, I think that's like. That's great. Sounds like you'd be a phenomenal parent. <laughs> 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 well, well, Abby, I want to say thank you for doing this. Was this hard? 
No, not really. It wasn't? Okay. It was really easy. This yeah. is like basically just saying everything I think about what you guys do. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. So you enjoyed it? Yeah. Okay. Even though it was hot in the room? Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, and you. I And I hope this really helps um, some of the listeners who have just had questions. Like, what's this like? You know, um, our, our hope has always been, since we started this with Abby at, at a young age, is when you pour into these kids and teach them these skills at a young age, that we are excited about Abby turning into a teenager. We're excited about the teenage years. We're not dreading them. We're looking <laughs> forward to them and seeing um, the beautiful human being, not only that she already is, but that she will continue to become. So we're really excited to seeing that growth in her. So hope this was helpful for you today and gave you some insight in just how we try to honestly and vulnerably live our lives with our kids. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only. 